0: The Final Furlong Podcast is sponsored by Unibet. Sign up now using code ATR-30 to get your welcome offer. Be 18+. The Final
1: Furlong Podcast is brought to you in association with attheraces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. Welcome on to a special edition of the Final Furlong Podcast. One of our most popular guests on the show, one of our most popular owners to speak to, is a man who has very kindly given us his time once again before the Cheltenham Festival. Graeme Wiley, welcome back to the Final Farland Podcast.
0: Thank you, Evan. That was very kind of you to say such nice words about me.
1: Well, it's very true. Um, we get a, an awful lot of tweets, and a lot of people at the race courses, when we're there, asking about yourself. And um, I think that's one of the things that, that people are really taken with by you, Graeme, is just how much time you give to the media, but also how much time you give to people at the races as well, and there's a lot of new listeners, you're all very welcome on board, uh, but that means I'll ask you a similar question to the one I asked you last year, which is we're we're within sure. touching distance of the Cheltenham Festival, so for you as an owner with a lot of high-profile horses going there, what's the feeling like now for yourself and Andrea?
0: Um, well, it's quite different to everybody else, because uh, Andrea is at Crufts right now with her dogs, <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm left at home with the kids and six other dogs, so... Uh, Cheltenham is next week, and uh, this week is more about just, you know, getting through the day and getting a glass of wine at night.
1: So, first of all, I remember us talking about Andrea being a Crofts last year. Yeah. I don't remember you saying six dogs at home, though.
0: No, she's starting to build up a little collection. Um, the, the kids have got one each, and I've got one. My, mine's a lovely Doberman, by the way. It's a man's dog.
1: Oh, nice. Um
0: and uh, Andrew's bought a couple of dogs that she's going to show and uh, hopefully make into champions but uh, they're just young puppies right now so too young to go this year but uh, i'm sure she'll be there with them next year
1: fantastic so not only crushing it at the horse racing game but now crushing it in the <laughs> in, in the in the, in the crufts uh, dog business as well um so well
0: i'm, I'm not sure if she'll, she'll win crufts cuz her dogs a miniature bull terrier and uh, if I'm being honest, um, they're a lovely natured dog and they're very fun, but they're not the prettiest.
1: Okay, that's um, that's probably the politically correct way of putting that. I would imagine <laughs> there are probably <laughs> listeners I now know. who have one of those dogs who are going, Graham Wiley, I can't believe you said that. Um, no, no, my wife, my wife thinks they're beautifully
0: ugly. That's what's <laughs> the discussion. But <laughs> well, that's
1: well, that's a very interesting way of putting it, Graham. Um But when yeah. you do get to to focus, I mean, when you're on the 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 way there to yeah. Cheltenham and, and it's race day. Yeah. How much pressure do you feel?
0: Oh, I, I don't have any pressure at all. Um, so, I mean, if, if you think about it, you know, I, I only see the horses at the race course, and nowadays it's mainly the big festivals. Mm. Um, so, you know, I don't spend every day uh, living with the horse or training the horse or riding the horse. Um, you know, so the pressure for me uh, is, is non existent. I just enjoy watching them run, and if they do well, even better, if they don't come uh, very far up the field, then we'll work out what's went wrong and find another day.
1: And your relationship with William Mullins, you've had tremendous yes. success with them. I mean, you were, you were a successful owner anyway, uh, particularly yes. with the legendary horse, Ingle who was a hero to yes. many. But when you joined William Mullins Yard, could you have dreamed that you'd have the amount of success that you've had?
0: No, not at all, Edward. I mean, I, I, I gave uh, Willie 12 horses that I had trained at Howard Johnson's yard. And Howard sent them to Willie because he said, these horses like soft ground, you'll know, find that more in Ireland than, than anywhere else. So we sent the 12 across and he did wonders with them. But, but since then, he's replaced all 12 of them uh, and and bought a few more for me. And, and he's bought grade 1 horse, grade 1 winning horses for me. So uh, I've been over the moon with the success and uh, long may it continue.
1: Absolutely, and the relationship that you have with them is is the same as Rich Ritchie and J P. McManus and uh, oh. the Supreme Racing Club and the others who are there in that Willie takes your money but then tells you what he 's going to do, but that that whole point is that he is such an exceptional trainer and such an exceptional yep. judge of where to place a horse. We were talking about it uh, Tony McCoy was on a preview panel with me on, on Monday night, and we were talking mm-hmm. about. Willie's record of switching a horse at the last second or or making a decision and ninety percent of the time he's right. Uh
0: yeah, and, and and the truth is, Emmett, he knows the horse inside out. I don't to me the horse has got a name, a pat him on the neck at the uh getting saddled up, and hopefully i pat him on the neck after he's finished his race as well, uh, because he's done well. But that that's that's a, as far as I go. I watch them run. Uh, I, I'm getting better at understanding how they run, but he's the expert. Therefore, why should I, uh, with the untrained eye and no experience, tell him where the horse should run? It yeah. doesn't seem right to me. Um, and therefore, I'm more than happy just to sit and wait and listen to his uh, verdict and uh, and then decide that he's done the right thing. I'll go and watch them run. When he talks to me later on about which horse to go where at the festival hmm. next week, you'll see that it's, it's Willie's decision. And I'm happy to just listen to what he says and and, and go with the flow because he knows where to best place the horse. So you're quite right.
1: Yeah, and just with so many powerful horses at, at, at Willie's Yard mm. and then with so many different owners, really an awful lot of this comes down to Ruby. And thankfully he's back fit. Um, obviously he yep. made a winning comeback. I think we should have just expected him to make a winning comeback really. But he's a phenomenal yep. jockey and having him on your side is obviously something that is just uh, an incredible tool to have because there's very few jockeys who ride Cheltenham better than ruby arguably nobody rides it as, as better th- than him so if ruby does uh, say look i'd like to i'd like to ride your horse Grain, but you're going to have to go up an extra two furlongs but i I do think that's going to benefit you i suppose that's just something you're you're going to be happy with because if as long as willie has said yeah i agree with that too then why would you argue with that
0: uh, well, yeah, exactly. Why would I? Because I don't know, and they do. Um, but you know, the relationship between Willie and Ruby is very strong. I mean, mm. you know, when I go to close certain and I watch the horses being trained, you can see that that, that Ruby takes a, a, a deep interest in each horse as well, mm. um, and he knows just as much about the horse as Willie. So I'm sure between the two of them and the rest of the stable staff. I mean, don't forget, you know, there's there's other stable staff there, like David Case,
1: absolutely. Who are,
0: are very familiar with with the well-being of the horse and the quality of the horse. So, you know, all that experience, all that wealth experience, all that knowledge is in their training stables, not in my head. Um, and therefore, I'm very happy just to, to accept it. And uh, But you're right, Ruby rides Cheltenham very well, but at the end of the day, you know, you're know, you going to have a good horse as well. And uh, if Ruby can't ride my horse, but one of the other four or five jockeys that Willie employs rides, then I'm just as happy because you know, they're all very good.
1: Yeah, and Paul has done pretty well for you over the years, so that's that's not been a problem either. He's done very well. He has very indeed, well, yeah. very, very well for you. Uh, does it bother you when there's a lot of talk in the media or on social media or the race racecourse about Willie and the owners, and how all because there's so many powerful owners like you and Rich and JP, and how that is all balanced out. Does that argument um, bother you?
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I think that the Willie has got the issue that he's got to try and find the right race for the right horse and try and keep us all happy. Mm. Um, and you know, that argument stems not just from picking the right race for the horse, but also telling us which horse to buy in the first place. Um, you know he's got to make sure that we're all happy with what we're buying and uh, and he's trying to spread the uh, the winning horses amongst us um but no it doesn't bother me um you know I've had some great success I've got some lovely horses in the stable now i've had, I've had know, the winds are coming through I've got some nice horses going next week. And so as far as I'm concerned, he's doing a great job and I'm very happy
1: with it. And in terms of, because you, you um, dabble in bloodstock yourself, obviously you bred Augusta Cate, who we'll talk about a little bit later on. She'll be going for either the stair circle or, or the mare circle, and mm-hmm. I think possibly leaning the stairs, but you'll tell me more about that in a little bit later. Um, so obviously she's impeccably bred uh, by Yates, a yep. feathered lady who you acquired a few years ago. But it, yep. sourcing horses and how Willie does that—whether it's a, a store horse or a, or a French uh, bred, a French trained horse—how um, does yep. that work? Uh, like, does does Willie get in touch with you individually and say, "I think this horse will suit you as an owner," or are you almost given first um, choice?
0: I think. Um, uh, Is it like well, first actually, come, first serve? Enough, no, not, not at all. No, he he knows the kind of horses people like. I mean, I think Rich Ricky prefers the French horses. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer Irish pointer pointers, although I've got a few French horses. Um, I, I, you know, Willie chooses the horses. I, I, I don't. I, I only breed some horses I, from from a Feathered Lady. I've, I've, I've ditched all of the breeding plans now because um, I, I'd rather buy a well-proven uh, product than, than one ones I just get. Yeah. Um, but I think Willie and uh, Harold Kirk, uh, between them, will will know that uh, a certain horse will suit a certain owner and will approach us. And uh, if we say yes, it's ours. If we say no, they'll move on to the next one.
1: That is some team, there's, Willie Mullins and Harold Kirk.
0: There's a very interesting story from two years ago at Punchestown where um, I had a few winners that weekend I was there and Willie bought two horses in the sales and asked me which of the two I'd like because I was physically there and I had a winner. And I said, I'm not sure, Willie. I said, you, you, you tell me which one you know, I think I should guess. Anyway, between Harold and Willie, uh, they said they'd steam me down one route. There's a horse called Bond of Tom, uh, which hasn't been seen yet. He's, he's, he's back in full train now, but he's he had a few problems, but he's coming out soon. The alternative, which I could have chosen, was get a bird. So, so it was Sod's Law says that he's going to win on uh, Tuesday and it's going to become a superstar, but never mind.
1: Oh, dear me. And, and Patrick was making some bullish noises about it not to rub it in or anything like that. But then again... Yeah. But, like, but
0: there's, there's an example, Emmett, of, of how it works. You know? Yeah. Uh, on that occasion, I got first refusal. Um, I wasn't sure what to choose. I asked them for an opinion. It might be that Vont Tom comes out and it, it is it is a very, very good horse. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, I had a chance to get a bit of bad, but I, uh, I sidelined it and, uh, and it was off to Rich.
1: Yeah, and... and to be fair, you got your kill, um, and Rich didn't. So yeah. let's talk yeah. about him oh, because he, he's been right. he's been a staple of Cheltenham for the last two seasons. He's won the the Neptune as it was then, now the Ballymore. Um, it's actually reverted back to being the Ballymore, and then was brilliant in the yeah. JLT last year. Just yep. what has gone on this year, Graham?
0: Um, I think it's quite simple. We're just trying to work out what the best race is for him. Hmm. You know, if you go back two years ago to when he won the Neptune really said on live on TV after he won that the pace he showed going from the second last to the, to the finishing line looked like champion hurdle pace. Um, then he went chasing, uh, because he is an ex pointer pointer yeah. and Ruby said when he won, and, and Ruby said at the time he could win the arc of his mouth. Though, I remember that because I think I explained that to me. Um, <laughs> and then it was so a great quote. We went, though. We went yeah, so we went chasing uh, last season um, thinking he could be uh, a superb chaser. And we were all, you know, cock hoop when he won the JLT with such a aplomb. And therefore, we all thought that he could be a Gold Cup horse. Um, now, it, it took a while to get him ready for, for this season. And the only choice he had was to go into the Lexus at Christmas. And that was the three-mile race. Now, if you watch that race, York Hill normally runs at the back and is hard to settle, it's a very hard ride but after the second fence he took the lead and he jumped great but at that pace he couldn't hit that pace on for three miles um, and that's why he finished down the field. Um, and so we thought well hey, he jumped well, he, he actually led from the front so maybe we should, we should try at two miles because clearly if he's not going to settle. We'll try. We'll try him at, at a shorter distance. Unfortunately, uh, at the Leopardstown Festival, Dublin Festival, uh, it, just, it was just an off day, and uh, mm. we're not sure what happened there. But but Willie has gone on record that he said, you know, if he's if he's if he doesn't like chasing or we're not sure about chasing, we will take him back to hurdling, and I think that's where he's going to go next week. He's going to go back to hurdling, and Willie did say that two years ago.
1: He did, and he actually said it after the uh, the Ryanair Gold Cup. Um, in Fairy House because we, we played out that clip. We, he did. Um, You're,
0: right. You're quite right because he jumped, he jumped wildly to his left, didn't he? Yes,
1: and, and producer D made up this uh, brilliant clip to a, to a soundtrack from Grimes and it's um, York Hill who arguably put up one of his best performances that day because he jumped out so violently uh, in the way that he did. Yeah, he did and about four miles, didn't he? he did. oh, it was crazy. Like he, he must have gone around Fox <laughs> Rock. Um, he must have been, been thinking he was heading off to Leopardstown or something um, and that yeah. Fairy House wasn't where he was meant to be but... Uh, in in all seriousness, the interview with Gary O'Brien and Willie afterwards was fascinating. In that, Willie just seemed to be thinking out loud as he was doing that interview, and he was talking about maybe he's an easier ride over hurdles. And Kevin uh, Kevin Blake very much disagrees with that. He thinks he's actually a nightmare over hurdles. Uh, just going back to his novice race, and it, it, I think if you look at the Neptune Ruby was sublime mm. on him that day. He gave Paul a nightmare yeah. at entry, but he still won. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so
0: he, he is a very hard horse to ride, there's no doubt about that, because he doesn't settle easily. Mm. And maybe with age and maturity he will settle in time. But but I think Willie just now has got a little bit exasperated with the horse going over fences, so he says, Listen, I've said this so many times now over the last two years, I'm going to just put him in the hurdle race. Um, so that's uh, that's that's where he's going next
1: week, I believe. We were saying at the end of the last season and at the start of this season on the podcast that this is mm. arguably the most exciting horse in training, and that hasn't stopped for me. <laughs> I I am slightly concerned, and yeah. I did say on the podcast, God, I don't know if he'd win a two-runner race with with the way he performed at Dublin. So um, how how has he been at home? Like, have they seen him improve in his work? as he as he sparkled oh, yes, a little bit yeah, the
0: they, more? They, they, they schooled him last week over hurdles, and he was. And, and Willie said to me, "Graham, he was very good." Excellent. So you know, read, read into that what you want from from how Willie, uh, you know, doesn't like to pick up his horses, but um, he's been schooled over hurdles. Um, and I just think that you know Willie wants to try and maybe prove a point that he's always thought he might be a champion hurdler. So he'll take his chance next week in that race. I believe.
1: And Bouvedere is a very red-hot favorite, but aside from that, it's a wide-open race. You know, Fauheen has obviously been a great, but has a lot to do to come Mm. back to that level. And after Mm. him, you know, my tend to use his 11, if he can can get back to what he was last year, and I know that was over fences, but if he can somehow regain his swagger and come back to yep. Cheltenham. This is a dual Cheltenham Festival winner. That JLT mm. was red-hot form last season as well. If he yep. can get back to yep. that standard, it'd be one hell of a horse to watch.
0: Uh, well, y- and, and you'll know by the second or third hurdle, because, um, you know, uh, he's either going to go health or leather, mm. uh, or he'll do what he did at the Dublin Festival. But um, And and you're right, he is, he is a very exciting horse to own, a very exciting horse to watch, but he's also very frustrating because he does throw in the odd bad race, and the things you never know until after the race is is, is finished. So I'm just hoping that you're right, that the the York Hill that we all know and love, and who loves Cheltenham because uh, he's been uh, a dual winner there, uh, remembers the place and puts his ears and says, oh, I remember this place, I enjoyed riding here, and off he goes. And uh, I think if he does that, then yes, he's got got a great chance of being in the first
1: three. It's a completely different... Code and totally different landscape, but Johnny Murtagh tells a great story about Yates, who you're very familiar with, of course, having mm-hmm. having bred Augusta Kate yeah. uh, and owning Augusta Kate as well, for that matter. With the with the boys, um, Yates was going for his his record breaking Ascot Gold Cup, and he'd been beaten on his seasonal debut. And Aiden had told yep. Johnny, "Ah, oh, that's grand Don't worry about that. That's fine." But he wasn't really showing anything at home. He just, for some reason, maybe age caught up with him. Maybe he just didn't want to be a racehorse anymore. Uh, maybe he'd seen some fillies and gone actually that stud job looks pretty handy uh but he just wasn't performing and johnny said that the only time he lit up was when he went under the arch at royal ascot and all of a sudden boom came to life and uh and just uh, remember that and and we hear that so many times about horses that once they get to the track and they hear that atmosphere and they and they they see the surroundings all of a sudden they're just back to life there
0: you know, the same is true of the great Ingalls Drever. You know, he was a hard ride. and He was off the bridle when the tape went up. Um, but when he was at the top of the hill the second time round, he heard the roar of the crowd. He just lit up and he just came home. Yeah. Uh, very similar.
1: Yeah, that's a great um, show so. I, rem- I
0: remember, I remember when, when he won when his third world hurdle. I was in the crowd that day and he was 17th of 18 at the top of the hill. Um, and miles behind. And I turned to my friend and I said, "You know something? I had a great time with this uh, this little fella. Uh, today's not his day, so uh, we'd be pleased if actually won two of them." And I turned back to look at the race, and he was jumping the last in the lead. <laughs> and I thought, where did that come from?
1: <laughs> and it's amazing though, because you would, you'd easily give up. You know, you'd easily just go, "Ah, well, look, it's been a great journey with him." And then he turned around and he's about to win his third stairs hurdle. Incredible. And, and,
0: and, Emmett, and Emmett, that's that's the that's the way I look at races. You know, I, you know, it is a sport. Mm. Um, you know, please God, all the horses come back safe and sound. But yeah. you know, if they have an off day or it's not their day, then so be it. But you know, if they have a great day, it's great. And to be honest, the the, the great days uh, are fantastic, but the poor days uh, make ears how special they are.
1: Yeah, I I suspect that, and and you had an awful day losing Nichols Canyon, and I I had the privilege of meeting you at the. Well, that was
0: yes, yes, yeah, that was an awful day because I had my wife and kids in front of the stand oh. as well, so they they all saw
1: it. Yeah, I was um, I was watching that race on TV, and I I, oh, I had a sinking feeling straight away, but I had the privilege of meeting you in person for the first time at the Dublin Racing Festival. You've been kindly on the podcast a lot. Um, and you you were still a bit shaken up by it and, and I and I know why, because he was really a little legend. You know, a, a, an eight time grade one winner, a, a proper racehorse yeah. for you and a stairs hurdle winner last year. Um and you know, it's easy to, to look at the game and for some people to be cynical about it, but that, that it got the Mullen staff, it got Patrick. Um oh, it, got it obviously overall. got Paul yeah, and, wife, and it really affected wife, yourself and Andrew. Yeah.
0: My wife didn't actually watch another race that day. Uh, stay in the box and just uh, you know. Um, but and the thing is, is that he was actually coming to his prime because we'd finally, fa- at last, found out his, his true potential, which was in three-mile races. Yeah. And uh, first time out, and, and most of our horses' first time out this season have run poorly. But uh, he ran behind Apples Jade. But Willie said to me on that day, Graham, I think he's, I think he's back to his to his normal self, so uh, let's hope he's going to run a big race and in tables. And the last thing we are expecting was him to fall in front of the stands. We just yeah. didn't expect that at all. No. And we think it might have been the shadow on the hurdle. He just jumped too soon and, and landed in the heap and broke his, broke his hip. Um, so, no, we weren't expecting that, but uh, he was a great horse. And, uh, you know, um, you. but the good thing is, is he actually did do his winning. You know, it wasn't like he'd only won one or two ladens and um, and, and had showed real potential he actually did win eight grade ones for me so it yeah. was a, a lovely horse
1: to own It wasn't the case of what might have been he he had done it and he Correct. was the only horse up until this year to beat the mighty Faheen as well so he was a proper little yeah. terrier and uh, again very sorry for your loss but I think that point you make about the good days outweigh the bad days because the bad days can be quite heavy uh, is it, a good way of looking yeah. at things And and look putting things in context I hope your kill comes home safe and sound but let me ask you this mm. are you excited or are you nervous about the champion hurdle on Tuesday
0: I'm excited because uh, you know we're not expecting uh, him to win it I mean you know everyone's saying that Bouvard has got to turn up to win it so if the real Yorkhill turns up I'm very excited and uh, I, I don't show nerves Emmett. Um, as I say you know I don't I, I own the horse sure and, and, I'll, and I'll read about him, and I'll watch him at races, but I'm not there day in, day out. So I can't affect the outcome of the race. Hmm. All I can do is watch it, and therefore I don't get nervous. Um, but um, I do get excited if, the, if any of my horses have in big races, without a doubt.
1: I also liked your quote on the podcast last year, which was, oh. I, I don't back any of my horses, why would I, I get the prize money? <laughs> <laughs> which was a brilliant yeah. quote. <laughs> That's a brilliant, brilliant quote. Well, if, well,
0: if, but, well, if if if, if, you, if you back in, by the way, I I I bet for fun. I bet twenty five pounds each way on on most of the horses at uh, Cheltenham. apart from the horses that uh, that I own are in, and, and I'm in, they're in the race. So yeah. I wouldn't bet on Champion Hurdle, for example, but I will bet on the Supreme for twenty five each way, and hopefully that the tote or somebody will pay for dinner that night. Um, but the thing is, is if you back it uh, to win or to place. And it doesn't come in the first four, the first three. It's a double whammy because you don't get the prize money, you don't get the, the bet either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. No matter so what the stake the is,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. matter what the stake, and and particularly if, you know, if it's a, if it's a frustrating result as well. Like if the horse has been unlucky and yeah. running, you're just going to be kicking yourself. Um, should I yeah. ask you then? Does this mean, seeing as you'll be backing in the Supreme, will you be having fifty quid to win on Getabird?
0: I will be because uh Sotlo says he's going to win that yeah. race because I, I didn't choose him. <laughs>
1: that's that's, um, what, that's the thing. At least it can be some bit of compensation if he does go and win uh, exactly, on, yeah. on Monday. He can buy me a drink. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah. A nice bottle of something can come your way. Uh, let's yeah. talk about invitation only. Uh, a horse who had a sure. very, very big reputation as a bumper horse, um, a horse yeah. that I was really taken with back then as well. He missed out on Cheltenham, but he won just before us um the preparation was a little bit too yeah. late for him he'd been held up he then got to punch his town um and while he may not have been visually impressive what i was really taken with that day was his fight and how effusive patrick was in his praise and um yeah. some horses just don't take the hurdles don cossack didn't and i think i'd like nope. to think that's what the issue was but over fences aside from a couple of blunders early on he has been really electric
0: yeah, he has, hasn't he? I mean, I remember watching him um, in his first race. I think Ruby was riding at the time, and after the day Ruby broke his leg on uh, that stance. That's right. And uh, he did, he did fall. Um, and I wonder if that was just the making of him, because he uh, must have remembered that. Because the second time he came out, and I think it might have been at Mavin, he jumped and he didn't touch a twig. He was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then Leopardstown in a grade one, up to a grade one standard. Again, he jumped fantastic, and uh, you know, yeah, I think he jumped the last in the lead. Just took a lead up from lead in Album Photo. but just got outstayed on that ground uh, over two miles five. So that's why we think that two miles four is the better distance for him. And uh, we'll see what the ground is on on uh, on Thursday. But uh, if he jumps as well as he as he can, um, then he's in a very big chance.
1: Yeah, he's he's nearly market leader now, if not outright market leader. With many for the race, I really like I him. Is, and, yes. Yeah, which you know that puts just a little bit of pressure on you, uh, even though pressure for tires screaming, you don't feel it. But it's uh, I'm, I'm
0: guessing uh, the reason the reason's is Willoughby Court came out so yes. fortunately, owned by, owned by a good friend of mine, uh, Paul Rooney, and then because he was so close to Monalee and album photo, and it's, it's looking like likely there going for the RSA, so that does leave him uh, with a very good form guide.
1: Absolutely. Uh and that So that would be my reasons. That's um and that's a very good shout as well. That uh, jumping ability that he has, that uh, mm. extra gear that he has when he needed it, the way he pulled away from any second now, who's you know, he was a great he was a good horse over yeah. hurdles, he's no slouch, let's be fair. Yeah. Um and that form of that grade one looks really, really good as well. So this it is the,
0: yeah, so that's why yeah, that's why I think he's, I think he's, he's, he's either going to be favourite or very close to favouritism on the day because the form is, it does stand up.
1: So Black Hercules, your kill, and hopefully now Invitation Only.
0: Well, can I make a hat-trick? Yes. That's not been done before, but hopefully hopefully I can. I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, but yeah, Black Hercules, your kill, and now him. So. At, at least I'm going in there with a good chance. I'm not there with a 33-1 to outsider. There, those. We'll,
1: we'll talk about a few of those. We'll talk about a few of those. how how confident are you about him? Like what's the indication that you've been getting from Willie about his work at home lately?
0: Um he hasn't said anything anything at all, so I, I take that as uh, no news is good news. Yeah, if
1: um, you've if you've heard nothing I'm, from I'll Willie just, it's pretty good.
0: Correct. I just I'm just so uh, delighted after he fell at uh Punches Town that he put in two sparkling rounds of jumping. Um for second and third races, so so hopefully if he keep, if he keeps that up, then yes, he's got he's got a, a real good chance on on Thursday.
1: Okay, Augusta Kate, you own a partnership with Anton mm. Deck, Alan Shearer, yep. and Lee Westwood. Uh, just, and Jeremy Kyle. And Jeremy Kyle as well, Jezza as well. To be fair, yeah, he sneaked
0: in there. He, he he bullied me to get to to put him in that syndicate.
1: I, I was going to say, how did he manage to get his way in there?
0: He's a good friend of mine, that's
1: why. Excellent. Well, that, that makes sense he's then. A, he's a good friend of mine. Um, he's been yeah, having a fantastic... We a few
0: horses together.
1: He's been having a fantastic season with Black Horton.
0: He has, and, and also Old Guard, and Old Guard's in the same race, so uh, yeah. that's quite interesting, because apart from the, the Stairs Hurdle, which I think is where... I think that's where Augusta Kate's going, by the way. I think she's going for the Stairs Hurdle. Mm. Um, that's, that's the way Willie's leading, and mainly because she got so close to presenting Percy last time out. Um... So he's, he's, she's getting better and better each race. The last one was a three-mile race, and coming to the last, she was upside in, and then she just made a bit of a mistake and, and let him get away. How much more he had in the tank, I don't know, but it, it just showed that she actually does does get the three miles and, and, and is quite a good horse. So she's going for that, I think, rather than the mares. Um, but um, Jeremy's owns Old Guard as well, and a friend of mine has just supplemented his horse for the race, a guy called David, Dave Armstrong. Who's just someone of Donna's diamond who won the Wendelsham? Now, what's interesting is all three of us having dinner at night the night before, so that's an interesting conversation.
1: The night before?
0: The well, night before, all three of us who've all got horses in the stairs are having dinner together in the hotel in Cheltenham. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting conversation with, with,
0: a, with our wives and partners. So that'll be, be fun.
1: Well, that'll th- th- thankfully Andrea will hopefully Cam think so that the tensions won't
0: get, <laughs> get too hot. Oh, I think I think you know something. Uh, I, mean, I think the typical Georgie Nightow because Lee's there as well with uh, with, with Helen. So mm-hmm. the men sit at one end of the, at the table and the women at the other. We talk horses and football, and they talk handbags and shoes.
1: I, I'd say Andrea will talk about crofts as well.
0: Um, if anybody will listen to her, because they're not doggy people either. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, no, no, she'll, she'll leave Chris behind on, on on Sunday night.
1: So, to be fair, uh, like, I really like this horse, and, and I've said that many times in the show. She beat Let's Dance last year, yep. and, and Let's Dance at the time yep. looked unbeatable. Um, and that yep. run behind presenting Percy, like he is being talked about by, by Kevin Blake and by many other shrewd judges as being an absolute machine. So, she did put up. Yep. A fine run that day uh, to to be second. She did, and
0: and and, it's, and, it's, and that's the reason why uh, Willie's leaning towards that compared to the Mares, hmm. um, because she has got stamina in her. Uh, and bear in mind, she, bless her, she's never run against Mares this year. She um, she won that Grade One race at Fairy House, therefore she's going to carry a Grade One penalties. So she's always been in the races with uh, the the, the uh, geldings as well. So it looks like that's going to be the same next week.
1: So she ran over three miles at Cheltenham last year, but to be fair, she was a six-year-old. That was in the potato race, yep. as we like to call it, the Albert Barclay. And she was yep. obviously fairly well held I- in the end, but she was held up towards the rear. And the thing that I most remember about that, the Graeme, if I remember correctly, is that she was a very big gamble on the day. A lot of money came in for her. So wh- was there a feeling that that stamina would, would come to fruition, that that would help her? and And is that the sense of feeling that you're having going to the race this year as well?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, um, she's, she's she's getting stronger, and uh, you know, last year she didn't do great a great deal at home. Uh, whereas nowadays, Willie's telling me that she actually uh, you know does very well at home nowadays. So we're hoping for big things for this year. But the first the first two or three races, you know, it was very heavy ground, and she was carrying a lot of a lot of weight, and she was against the geldings. So, um, and I, th- I think she, again, bear in mind, my horse didn't run very well in December. The first week in January, that's true. and since then they've started running a lot better. So and she's run a lot better, and uh, I think that run behind presenting Percy just was was more her true running. So if she can improve on that again, and uh, hopefully with uh, with the better weather coming, then you know she she has got a chance. There's no doubt about it?
1: She's a pretty big price as well. We can get at least twenties about her. Um, it yeah. sounds as though uh, that's be- great.
0: So that means that means there's no, no pressure at all on her to, to do anything special. Um, and so you know we'll go there for a great bit of fun, and and if she gets i will be delighted if she gets in the first four, um, and let's see if she can do that.
1: Well, there's no market on Donna's Diamond just yet, but I can tell you that you are a shorter price than Old Guard, so that does put a slight <laughs> bit of pressure on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh right, Jeremy will love
1: that. <laughs> that. Just, will love that one having having two in the race. Um, yeah. it, it sounds to me as though you're you're looking forward to this, to looking forward to seeing her back in action over three.
0: I am, I am. I mean, if I'm being honest, I'd like to see her run against Mez only. Okay. Um, n- not not at Cheltenham because um, I don't think she can be Apple's Jade. Um, but you know, she, if there's another race comes out between now and the end of the season uh, as Mez only, that'd be great to watch that. But uh, but the fact that she's there and she's good enough to 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 be in that race is just good enough for me because as you know, I I bred her and I didn't I didn't think I was going to breed anything very special, and she's given us a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and. The lads were asking you, you know, can you get us a horse? And this was the one you chose yeah. for them and, and a horse that you bred as well. And she's given you some great days already. So uh, I hope she gives yeah. you another great day at Cheltenham. I, I really do like the horse. I've said it many, many times in the podcast. And the more I talk about her, yeah. the more I know I'm going to end up backing her. It would also be some story if you wi- end up winning the race for the fifth time.
0: Uh, wouldn't it? With three different horses.
1: Yeah. yeah. Be really, but, uh, really uh, but, remarkable. Uh, let's
0: let's let's see what happens on Thursday afternoon. I d I don't want to start to think about it until it actually happens, but uh you know, I, I just think being there with her and we'll have a bit of banter in the parade room beforehand and let's see what happens afterwards.
1: Absolutely. Uh let's talk about Voidarev. So I'm yes. pretty certain Voidarev would have won the Fred Winter a couple of years ago. Um, that's,
0: a, that's what uh, Ruby told me as oh well yeah, but Unfortunately you've got, you've got to jump If you don't, if you
1: don't jump you don't win I'm a, I'm a, a friend of mine uh, and I were at Cheltenham And we were jumping around like lunatics As he came to the last mm. And uh, we weren't jumping around like lunatics when, when he fell But anyway, I think yeah, this is a, a very, very interesting horse For the handicaps of Cheltenham uh, Has their decision been made About where he'll go? Will he end up in the Coral Cup?
0: I, th- I think that's where we're leaning, yes. I was speaking to Willie this morning about it. Um, and, uh, you know, I put two horses that are going to go in handicaps. There's him and there's Marie de Vee. And uh, Willie says, I'm going to put them both in the handicaps. And, the, and both of them, you'll notice, are in the county Hurdle, the Martin Pipe, and also the cold Cup. So he says, they'll, they'll go into one of those, but I'll probably split them. Um, but this morning he was leaning towards the cold Cup for, for Rev. Um, and I'm pleased with that because if you notice this season, we were running in heavy ground on a high weight over three miles and he hasn't got home. Mm. Um, and uh, the last time he ran, I think it was David was riding in and he came off and he said, you know something? Um, I think he's a two and a half mile horse. So he's now back down to two and a half. So I'd be hopeful that he would uh, he'd, he'd run a big race in, that, in the Colt Cup.
1: Yeah, he, he was beaten way too far for it to be true. At the Dublin Racing Festival, uh, be, behind Total Recall, his his stable companion, um, yeah. and he was going well. He was going. He was. Yeah. To,
0: and, and 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 was it was it David
1: or was it Danny? I can't
0: remember. Now. Was uh, like it him. was
1: young Kelly, the oh, five no, pound no. claimer. It
0: was of course it was. Niall no, no, Kelly. Yeah,
1: sorry.
0: Yeah, that's right. yeah Niall. And Niall said, you know, Graham. He said, at, at the third last, between the third last and second last, I was wondering how far am I going to win this race. He was that he was that confident, and then he said he just petered out, and. Uh, that's why he said to me, I think he's more of a two mile, two and a half mile horse than a, a three mile. We might be, we might have got his trip wrong there. So, okay. So let's see what happens at the con
1: Well, you've given He's me... certainly
0: going to get in. are quite a low weight as well, I believe.
1: Yes, you, you basically have just given me even more confidence, and now it's a case of, well, how much more can I have on?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that pressure on me.
1: <laughs> hey, listen, I, I, I um, I, I, I take responsibility for my own bets. It's not like I'm going to be looking for you, and okay. going, Graham. <laughs> you, you told <laughs> me, uh, yeah. Currently number eighteen, rated one forty-two, and carry eleven stones. So uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's he's it, yeah. I think right he's right. very very interesting um, for the Coral Cup, and he's also put up on on the Monday yeah. night as well. So I'm not just saying that on this podcast; right. it's it's there in record good. on the Reardon's Facebook page as well. Um, let's talk about the horse you just mentioned as well, Mary Devier. So yeah De yes, uh, Devie, Mary Devie. Yes, uh, my French pronunciation. There was a time I was good at French. Graham. That time has long passed. Mm. Uh, so Mary okay. DeVee, a five-length winner last time out, and you were talking about the fact that uh, it's the handicap route for for this horse as well. So has Willie given you a nudge as to if it's we've got a, a shorter list now? It's either going to be the Martin Pipe or the County Hurdle.
0: Yeah, although he did, he did he did mention the Cold Cup as well. But he says, does it has a mayor ever won that race? And uh, I don't think they have, have they? So don't think so. So it might be the County. It might be the County Hurdle, which is on a nice low weight or. And the Martin Pipe, she got a decent weight, but I think it's one of those two, uh, if if Waderev goes in the Cold Cup. Um now she won nicely last time, but she was entitled to she, I think she was twenty two pounds well in on the on the ratings at the uh the Mares Hurdle. Um but the the truth is, um, Emmett, I th- the the better the ground, the better she is, and she'd run over soft ground the last um three races with, with carrying quite a bit of uh, a bit of weight. So if it dries up, and I'm not sure what the forecast is now for the Thursday, Friday, but if it dries up, then uh, then she's in for the squeak, definitely.
1: I'm not sure the forecasters are even sure what the forecast is going to be for, for <laughs> next it's week true, the, are they? the meteorologists say anyway, it's,
0: it's glorious sunshine and blue skies in Newcastle
1: today. Well, that's great to hear. That that's good to hear. At least there's yeah. sunshine somewhere because in Cork yeah. it's lashing rain. Um, is it really? No, no. We've
0: got glorious sunshine
1: here. Oh, Graham, it's hammering hammering rain here. It's it's it's. I'm going to have to close the curtains in a second. It's too depressing looking out. Uh, she was a really. Impressive debut winner over hurdles as, as a juvenile, and uh, there was an awful lot of talk about her, I remember, at the time as well. Um, yes, she ended up having a, a 175 day break after, um, so she was off for 76 days after being beaten by Mega Fortune. Um, yeah, she had a fine run behind Bump Home, then was last at Otoy, and then, and then a nice long break. What's Willie said about how her season has gone so far?
0: Um, well, he's obviously pleased with the fact that she won the Crivega, mm. uh, Mares' Hurdle. But again, uh, we we do think that she's a, a horse that has to be kept on the go um, um, uh, when she's in, rather than giving out a long a long break. Believe it or not, she she needs she needs to to keep going. Otherwise, she puts a lot of weight on and has got to get it off quite quick. Um, but she's definitely a horse that will be better on better ground. That's that's the important thing. Okay. So you know, I'm I'm hoping that if, if she doesn't do too well at Cheltenham because of the ground. Um, or maybe even the hills. I don't think she's gone up the hill yet, so she's won on flat tracks. And then I think you'll see her at her best later in the
1: season. Okay, Town, definitely put her in the races tracker. If she doesn't uh, yep. do particularly well okay. there, keep her in mind for Punchestown. Um Bally Ward is also going to run on the Friday. He'll be going for the Albert Bartlett by the looks Albert of things. Albert Bartlett. yeah. Okay, so... The potato race. The, the, the potato The race that
0: my wife's always wanted to win.
1: That that's right, because cause Andrea wants that trophy, doesn't she? She wants the potato trophy. She
0: wants that. She wants the bus potato, yeah. But I think by saying that, we've jinxed it.
1: Well, maybe not. I mean, he was a very uh, exciting bumper horse. He was a 16 length winner on, on debut uh, and was sent off odds on as well. Uh, probably the only thing that people would yep. say about him is the Trends boys will come out and tell you that you don't have enough experience. But he is a very uh, exciting horse. I remember there was a lot of talk about him after his point-to-point win as well um yeah what's the latest on him graham
0: he's fine he's fine uh, There's no that he's got lots of ability um we're pleased uh, again at christmas my horses won't run run very well we don't know what that was but they just were not running well but he came out and he won his uh his next race now he hasn't won a graded race yet so that that is a uh a cross against him because you know in that race you need to have uh, have uh, some experience and hopefully have won a couple of graded races he hasn't done that yet but he's looked like he could win a graded race. um so you know, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, he runs a big race. Uh, he's he's fairly high price. Um, so again, no pressure on him. Mm. Um, and he might just be a little dark horse in that race.
1: Yeah. I the more I look at him, the more I think it is. Problem is, of course, I'm I'm talking to you and so i'm becoming more biased as i talk to you if i talk to jp and he gave me two words i might i might start falling for some of his horses as well but it's it's hard not to get <laughs> excited about the the team that you've had certainly the ones we're talking about you've got bigger prices to talk about later in the week but i just know the excitement there was about this horse and and the potential yeah. uh, that was being considered for him and
0: there was i remember when uh, patrick rode him in the bumper at uh, christmas mm. uh, year before last uh, he didn't expect to win by so far. He said, "I gave him a kick in the belly, and then really he fell off the back, and uh, I won by what was it, 16-20 yeah, He was yeah, going to win by two lengths. Like bolted up. Um, he did, yes. Yeah. So, so clearly that the horse has got an engine, and he is, um, and he's, uh, he's got, a, uh, he's a good horse. But um, we haven't, we haven't got that great, great win under his belt yet. So, hopefully, we'll. He'll he'll do that in the future, and if he does it next week, then even better. But I um, you know, mean, um, he's going there; he's got a chance to to get in the placings. So fingers crossed, he, he gets there.
1: And Graham, I was talking to you at Christmas time, and you were saying, "Oh, I hope I have a winner." And it was the day before Ballyward, <laughs> Ballyward ran, and yeah. un- unfortunately, it didn't quite happen for you. You've mentioned that a few well, times about your horses disappointing. It, it wasn't just your horses; it was pretty much all of Willie's disappointed. Did it ever come to light? Why that was the case,' because even let's dance won and and Paul got off her and said, yeah. nah that's not her
0: no, uh nothing came to light, nothing at uh, said to me um you know it, it could be they just they just they just needed the run um, uh, it could be there was, there was something around we just, nothing's come to light, but, but you're right, I mean at, the truth is at Christmas, I thought i would have nothing for children this year uh luckily in the you know middle of January to middle of february, uh they've come out and they've, they've Few of them have won and won very well, so so I'm going there with a l- bit more optimism, but uh, no, nothing came out. We just just we just, we just had you know, an off month,
1: okay. Uh, well, the best of luck with Ballyword. I think he's a very exciting horse, and good, definitely Thank a you. horse who it's the old cliche, but he's definitely a uh, one to go over fences next season.
0: Yeah, I've got one more runner next week, uh,
1: Bombom O'Meal. That's the one. It's so it, French again, isn't it? Yeah, I probably I probably messed up that pronunciation as well. RSA Chase or will he go for the four-miler?
0: Uh, the way Willie's talking to me, it's the RSA Chase. Okay. Uh, I think he doesn't want to put an on his back. I mean, He wants to have a professional jockey on his back. Um, and so I think it's going to be the the, the three-miler, the RSA Chase. And uh, he, again, could be another dark horse because, uh, you know, uh, in December, again, horses weren't right. Maybe he needed the run, but he was disappointed when he thought he was going to run a good race. And then he showed his class at Navan uh, in middle of January. Um, he went very well there um, and jumped superb. Um, and William says to me, if a horse can run well and win at Navan, then they can they can run well anywhere.
1: Yeah, Navin tends to be a very good guy for Cheltenham, and you're right. He it he it up. He won with ease that day. And again, beat it did, way it too is. far for it to be true uh, over Christmas time. Um, it's yeah. a it's a tough race, the RSA this year, and and I know you'd have more confidence in invitation only. But again, he's an exciting type for you, and I think that that phrase that you use, dark horse. You've got a number of dark horses, I think, going into Cheltenham next week. You could have a really good week.
0: Well, I, I may have I may not have see <laughs> we'll, we'll next week. But yes, I mean that's a tough race. I mean Present the Pursuit is a good a good favourite, and we mentioned him already. Lee's in there probably. Album Photo, so yeah, it's it's look it's shaped to be a very very good novice chase that one. Uh, very exciting to watch, and if if this little fella can can be there or thereabouts, going to the last, then uh, then then good on him.
1: Okay, um, let me ask you about uh, some of the other horses, and we'll we'll leave Get a Bird out of it. But if there was a horse from another yard or or in different mm-hmm. ownership, maybe something at Willie's that you could add to the Graham and Andrea Silks, what would it be?
0: Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. It's a horse called Sam Crow.
1: He looks an absolute beast, doesn't he?
0: I've seen him live twice now, he's very impressive. Yeah, so you know, I, I watched him win at Town, and he was he was very good there. So uh, yeah, I, he's he's a lovely horse. I, I like Lorena, the the uh, the mare as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Jared Sullivan's horse, cause, yeah, I like I like her. She's she looks like she's got a fantastic engine, and would make him to a very good brood mare as well. So that's why I'm I'm, I'm happy for Willie to buy me a few mares now because I think once they finish their racing, there's a bit more value in them with the. Uh, you can get some black type on them, so yeah. Um, so I'm happy to, 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 to buy, buy men as well nowadays. But, so she looks good. And uh, if you're coming back to the UK, uh, you can't uh, leave Altior out of your list either.
1: Yeah, what did you make of, of, of Min? I think that's going to be a fantastic race. The more I look at it, I actually think Min's going to beat Altior.
0: Well, I think it'd be, I think if their if neck neck coming to the second last, it would be a fantastic finish for everyone to watch, but uh, Min was very impressive uh, at the Dublin Festival, um, giving special to that long lead and reeling, reeling him in. Um, again, Christmas, uh, as you know, Willie's horse just didn't seem to fire, and so he, although he won the race and got lost in the steward's room, it just didn't seem like the men that we all know and love. So, um, so yeah, I, again, I think, I think Emmett, to be honest, next week there's going to be some great racing, mm. as there as always is, but there's some, some, there's some good doubles coming up. Uh, and if sick Duvan in there, and he's back to his best, that'd be fantastic. It could be the race of the of, of the week.
1: Yeah, it could be. The, to be honest, there's so many races that we've given that term to. We were talking about the Oracle on last night's podcast. It could be the race of the week. Yeah but you, I think that's a nice way to end it actually because it's just it is, it's is—it's always the greatest show on turf but the excitement <laughs> is building yeah. and uh, you've got a nice team going over there, Graham. the very best of luck to yourself and Andrea, at Crufts and thank of you. course at Cheltenham uh, please God we'll see you there and thank you so much for giving us your time once again on the final furlong podcast no really appreciate and, it
0: and Emmett, can I just turn the tables on you a little bit uh, I, I own a, a business called TSG which sponsors my horses it's so yes. 19 business I own Close House Golf Club and I've promised all my customers that I will um, tell them two horses that will run big races uh, on every race next week and they can have a little look at them. But there's two races that I'm stuck on. So could I ask you what your bet would be on these two races?
1: You can, yeah.
0: <laughs> right, the first one is the brown advisory plate. I've got no idea what's going to happen in that King one. Sucks. King socks. King's if socks, he, if he gets in.
1: Yeah, if he gets in. Um, that's, a, that's a proper right. pipe plot job. We were actually just talking about his form today. It looks as though the entire season at the Yard has been built up for one week, beginning with the matchback right, Imperial okay. Cup. And so, so that's Excellent. who I'd go for there. Thank you.
0: And then the second one was the Martin Pipe Handicap. And don't say Marie
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would have been the easy way out, wouldn't it? The easy yeah, it way out. Well, I know it's of not, this yeah, horse. It's only
0: that easy.
1: I know of this horse, Graham, and I, I think. Um, so Max Diamond's not going to run here. Uh, I, I think... There's been so much talk about this Gordon Elliott or Sire de Burley and uh I'll I'll go Excellent. with that. Sire de Burleigh oh, for JP kind of. and thank Borden you,
0: thank you Emmett good I've now got my two horses for every race uh, once I see the declarations next week so uh, so hopefully on, on social media on my customer's side they'll have a bit of fun with that
1: well and and if they don't perform well um, don't tell them i give them to you if they do win uh, tell them my Twitter handle and uh, yeah you know
0: <laughs> I will do don't worry if they win it's your choice it's mine
1: absolutely if you throw it's a it's dog a bone fun. you don't want to know how it tastes Graham, absolute <laughs> pleasure talking to you on the final front podcast again no thank no you so much for it. being so kind with your time and the very best of luck to you at Cheltenham.
0: Well, look or no luck, if my horses run to their ability, I'm going to have a, a very, very fun weekend. I'm going to enjoy every day of it.
1: Thank Looking you. forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you there. Graeme, take care.
0: OK, cheers, mate. Cheers.
1: What an absolute gentleman, Graeme Wiley. is. a pleasure to be in his company once again on the Final Four Podcast. We have four previews for you uh, going through all days with in-depth analysis on all the big races for Cheltenham 2018. Day one, day two, day three, and day four. If they're not released yet, they will be very, very soon, and they're available on, at theraces.com, uh, Apple Podcasts, and on your podcast app. Hopefully, we'll find some winners for you, and hopefully, it'll be a great Cheltenham 2018. Thanks very much for listening. We'll talk to you again very soon on the Final Furlong Podcast. God bless. The Final Furlong Podcast is sponsored by Unibet. Sign
0: up now using code ATR 30 to get your welcome offer. BeGambleAware.org
1: 18. Plus. Your ultimate guide to the Cheltenham Festival is now available for you at attheraces.com forward slash Cheltenham. This year's mega site is complete with race cards, anti-post odds, stable tours and tips from our top team, dark horses for the festival and those all-important stats guides to keep the final furlong team happy. Barry Geraghty will also be back with his exclusive blog on all four days. Visit attheraces.com forward slash Cheltenham today and prepare properly for the biggest week of your year.